Welcome to Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder, and today we are talking with Nicole Poole and Jessica Ray of Spark Creative Lab about their unique mission to rethink public engagement with the arts. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It's great to see you. It's great to see every, well, sort of see everybody. Yes, yes, as much as we can right now. So before we get started, I'd love to tell our listeners a little bit more about Spark Creative Lab, which is a cutting edge multidisciplinary concept featuring a diverse ensemble of acclaimed artists. The mission of the nonprofit arts organization is to rethink public engagement with the arts, expand the creative capacity of Oklahoma City, explore cultural creative expression and value artists and cultural workers. The organization in 2021 opened as a pilot in Oklahoma City that paid living wages for artists to innovate for common good. In 2021, Spark paid living wages to 19 Oklahoma City artists, hosted 13 no-cost community workshops, two no-cost workshops for at-risk youth, and produced two no-cost performances in downtown Oklahoma City. The organization also engages Oklahoma City educators and students to create performance opportunities and increase audience engagement. So before we hear more about the projects and programs of Spark, I'd love to hear from each of you about what it's been like to get this organization going, what you found most meaningful about your work. Nicole, we'll start with you. Sure. I mean, you know, hearing you read that list, no wonder I'm tired. <laughs> but I mean, it is a big lift. And I joke to my friends that like in Disney World, I'm too chicken to ride Space Mountain, but I'll start an arts nonprofit in the middle of a pandemic. Um, in all seriousness, though, what gets me out of bed in the morning is knowing that I'm creating space for my community to come together and expand their imaginations a space for artists to be paid well, to innovate work that stretches beyond what we're accustomed to. And, you know, especially after three years, two and a half years of, of very little connection and very little gigs uh, for artists, it feels very, very gratifying to create a space where artists are being paid to collaborate for the common good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yes. And art brings us together in that way. It's so much more needed now than ever after the pandemic. Um, Jessica, I'd love to hear from you about your views here. Yeah. Um, I, this is so interesting because I, I haven't really been in this position where I've been uh, seeing an arts organization like this created um, and kind of been there at the as it as it shifts and changes and and you know moves and grooves uh, throughout community and in OKC. Um, I actually uh, moved back to Oklahoma City for a year during the pandemic, and I got linked up with Nicole, and she told me her vision for Spark Creative Lab. And when she was telling me her vision for this organization and explaining sound painting to me and talking about this new way of engaging with community, I got really excited. Again, like we've both, we've all mentioned just the sort of disconnection that we had, uh, all we've all experienced during the pandemic. And it felt so good to be invited into a vision that was so big and like, 
encompassing so many different kinds of artists. Um, I think I mentioned to you before we started recording, um, there's painters, there's musicians of all different kinds, like percussion, DJ, we've got harp, there's, uh, I, I, there's so, there's so much going on, dancers, you know, um, and so it's really been an amazing experience to, I guess, be in a room with all these people and experience their creativity, and I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's what I'm excited about uh, with Spark Creative Lab is that we all have a chance to get together, experience creativity in a way without these like kind of strict limitations. And we get to provide a space also for our community to experience that, our community to engage in this way, um, which, which I just think is, is groundbreaking and necessary. So yeah, so all the way back to the, to the original question, I kind of like take the long road sometimes, but <laughs> um, I'm really excited to be um, a part of Nicole's vision and I'm helping in any way that I can with some production coordination. And then right now I'm, I'm co-directing alongside with her, this program Yield at Oklahoma Contemporary Art Center that we are, we're co-creating. And um, so, yeah, I'm just excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to be an artist that gets to work and gets to share their craft with, with people. Well said. If I can, it may have started as my vision, but I, your input and everyone's input is expanding this beyond anything I could have ever imagined. So, um, you know, it's now our vision and I'm, I respectfully correct you in that regard. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love hearing that teamwork and that love for everybody you work with. That is just contagious and energy flows, especially creative energy. And if it's not fostered and taken a hold of, it'll just flow elsewhere. So I'm, I'm even feeling like I'm, I'm gaining some creative energy <laughs> just from hearing you all talk. So I get to a red jumpsuit. Like. <laughs> yeah. So how have you seen Spark already making a difference in the community? And more broadly, how does creative creativity and arts engagement help to improve communities as a whole? Nicole, we'll start with you again. Great. I can talk for hours about this, so feel free to like stop me. Um, you know, I, to really pick up on what Jess was saying, we're creating a space for belonging. And belonging means that whoever you are and what you bring to the table is absolutely necessary and it's all part of it. It's not limited. It's not, you know, it's, it's really about who are you and what are your dreams and what do you offer and how can we incorporate that? And we're gathering artists from all backgrounds and all disciplines, you know, from classical music to hip hop to DJs, to gosh, we got abstract visual artists, to dancers of all disciplines. And, you know, they normally, we normally don't have that opportunity to work together, but what we all bring to the table, table is so valued. And in that conversation, in that collaboration with artists and the community, it creates a much more rich and deep conversation resulting in a deeper, more complex and beautiful body of work that I feel like is more reflective of who we are now. 
and um, you know that we're really working to live and promote the kind of community that we want to live in, mm -hmm. and we hope to be able to spark that in others. And as far as like, okay, how creativity and arts engagement, how does that help improve communities? Okay. So first, I feel like we've got to reframe the idea of the arts, right? And um, the arts have been something, somehow they've been perceived as like, at best an elective, you know, something to do in your spare time, and at the worst, as a gathering place for the elite. And the truth of the matter is we are all creative. I mean, parents, parents, after this whole thing, are you kidding me? Y'all know you're creative. <laughs> and, um, you know, that, that kind of metaphoric thinking and the ability to improvise and pivot, mm -hmm. that's all something that we absolutely need. And not only in the before times, but especially now. And artistic creation, it's a way to find meaning. It's a way to process what we've been through in ways that we don't typically have words for. Um, I think everybody can relate to, you know, you're feeling kind of cranky and you know, too many emails or whatever, and you'll hear a song and maybe you'll get goosebumps or you'll tear up a little bit. And the arts actually allow us to tap into our emotions in a way that we don't really do in our day-to-day -day lives. And that's intangible, difficult to quantify, but it is so vital for a community. That's the stuff that helps us grow from our storytellers to our musicians, to our performers. It allows us to see ourselves in a way that's outside of the day-to-day, -to, -day, to see ourselves as who we've been and who we could be. And that is absolutely vital. We need space to be able to come together and heal after everything we've been through, isolation, loss, division, fear. And, you know, the arts are uniquely poised to help us do that. But I believe, and we believe, we need to rethink how the arts are engaging with the public because people who weren't comfortable coming to arts institutions before the pandemic aren't gonna just magically go, oh, hey, let's go see blah, you know, in a place that we haven't done it before. And we're really trying to create a space where everyone feels welcome. Everyone has a seat at the table. And yeah, so I, I can talk a whole lot more about that, but let me wrap that up and hand it over to Jess. Oh man, I, um, th that one's like hard to follow because you, you raise so many beautiful and important points and like you said it so well. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I can dig into a couple of the things that you raise and, and kind of like expand a little bit more um, in terms of, of how creativity and arts engagement can help improve our communities. I really think it gives people the opportunity to imagine. Um, I, I think that, you know, we kind of take for granted sometimes our imagination, how important that is in terms of us moving forward as people, us solving problems, us, you know, um, having dialogue that, um, that may be difficult to have. And, and I think that the arts and, and specifically what Spark uh, Creative Lab 
is doing, I, I feel we provide a space to imagine and to experiment with those ideas. And, and I think that's so important. And I, I do have like a little bit of a takeaway. We just had a dance workshop. We, we just had our music workshop, but before that we had our dance workshop at Oklahoma Contemporary. And one of the participants said to me, you know, I, it was just really wonderful to get together with a whole bunch of people that I didn't know and exchange ideas um exchange movement ideas like there were so many things connecting to this prompt of um we belong to the land that i would have never thought about on my own and i just i thought that was such a great takeaway and it's so important when we get together and we're able to imagine um we we get to see these different perspectives and there are things that we we might not have thought about on our own and that is such a beautiful thing and that's what that's what makes the world go round, man. <laughs> That's like what I think. Um, so yeah, so I think like it sparks imagination. I also think that the arts give us an opportunity, like you said, uh, Nicole, to kind of crack open emotion in us, um, to connect with certain things that are going on that we may not want to take the time to think about. Um, it, it can speak like a song can speak to us like a sound it doesn't even have to be like a, a song it can be something sonic a sound a movement um a piece of art a visual uh that can call so deeply into our soul um in a in a moment in an instant you know and i think that's the power of of art and and i think yeah it it can create these conversations and it can um open us up to having conversations that are difficult i mean i think again going back to our current project yield um we're talking about a lot of different things that can get a little heavy um you know who does this land belong to um how can how can we all take part of this and how can we all um, find belonging in this together and and that's not always an easy conversation but i do think that the arts provides that i do think that art provides a bridge to that conversation and uh yeah that's that's what i have to say for now <laughs> yeah so many yeah. things that you two both said that just beautifully stated. I mean, we know that arts can be a connection point, but diving into it the way that you both just did, it is that it is healing. Arts can be healing. We were made to be deep thinkers. You know, it, it helps us think even deeper than we thought possible. It expands our horizon, just so many benefits. So beautifully said. Thank you for thank you for offering all of that. Let me let me tag on there also. And yes, thank you, Jess. Um, I could listen to you talk about that all day. And the, really, we have all been through trauma. Mm -hmm. And it, that's just real. And yet we're expected to like, can just keep pivoting, mm -hmm. you know, and keep, keep going, keep going, keep going. And there's not time, there's not space to just process and play and imagine and actually feel like living breathing soulful humans again and you know religion does that churches do that but you know not everybody has access to that or, or feels comfortable there and what we're trying to create is a space where 
people do have a chance to dream and they have a chance to dream together. And especially when things feel really bleak, it's especially important to use your curiosity and to engage your compassion. And that helps elevate the balance. Absolutely. All right, carry on. Thank you so much. So we have talked with several arts-based organizations in Oklahoma City about how much artistic expression is helping our youth specifically as they deal with higher levels of anxiety and depression and living through the pandemic, as we just mentioned. How are you all working with local students and teachers to provide these kinds of opportunities? Yeah, I mean, I, I so feel for our kids right now. I mean, there's so much suffering and they're trying to make sense of it in the best way that they can. And honestly, there's a lot of fear in the world, you know, I'm, but we know. And, um, you know, for kids who aren't equipped to deal None of us are equipped to deal with this much fear and uncertainty, but I do know that the opposite of fear is love and we are working hard to make love cool again and to make space to be able to express that. So um, we worked last year with um, Oklahoma City Public Schools with, uh, let's see, Bishop McGinnis and Capitol Hill High Schools and their dance students. One of our company members, Brandy Kelly, heads up the dance program at OKCPS. And they came in and they've workshopped with us. They performed with us. They got to create with the audience with us. And I mean, their voices are so fresh and so real and offer such an immediate sense of perspective um, that, you know, I, I'm not necessarily an old timer yet, but I cannot have the perspective that a young person has and their voices are so important. So um, for YIELD, we are absolutely inviting students ages 15 plus uh, to come in to work with us. And as we move forward with the organization, we're gonna be looking for those opportunities. We're developing curriculum for how do we teach uh, individual value, improvisation, collaboration, joy, you know, how do we, how do we really get into schools to begin to teach that? Because Oklahoma is coming along. We really are. And um, we are one of the lowest in the nation for arts in schools. Mm -hmm. um, they're often the first things that are cut. Uh, because again, that, that perception that I talked about uh, a little while ago, um, that man, we need our creativity. We need our imaginations. If we're going to, Einstein said, you can't, what, what is it? You can't solve problems using the same thinking that got you into those problems to begin with or something like that. Absolutely. And yeah. How do we, how do we begin to engage them in a way that really fosters their imagination outside of the other important learning they're doing? So that's, um, that's, that's on my list to get rolling with in the fall. Jess, do you have ideas? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have some ideas that like I can I'll throw your way at some point. But but one thing that I um so I can only speak to the experience that I've had while performing with the company and um being in workshop with the company. And um I will say when we did the performance at Pivot, um I really got an opportunity to observe, you know, what, what are those reactions? Like, what is the engagement level? And I, I was really taken aback by 
just like the immediate participation and like feeling of inclusion and I've it was like the kids felt eager to engage and able to engage and I think if you are able to provide a space like as an arts organization that is welcoming like you were saying before Nicole like understanding that belonging it like you are here and you belong and um that that you know, it, it adds a, a level of accessibility to people. Like you don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to have a certain skill in order to jump in and participate with us. Um, we're welcoming you as you are and you get to learn some, some cool stuff um, from seasoned professionals, you know, in our craft. And, and, and I think that's a really cool opportunity and that it can be so like accessible. Um, is really cool and, and something that I wish I had, you know, it's like, I wish I could have experienced that. So I think like uh, in, our, in our performances, um, just the audience participation and the ability to jump in and engage, I think the ability to come in and play um, is key and it's vital. And I, and I think that, yeah, that opens up a joy in, in kids that like, is necessary and they need, especially in this time. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm so glad that you brought up pivot because that was so moving. Um, the working with these kids, they don't have anybody, frankly, they don't have anybody and they're having to figure out how to live on their own. And, you know, our society is not really geared to be very accepting or welcoming to people who who are underserved or come from traumatic backgrounds. And um, the organizer afterwards said to me that, she said, you know, there were several of these kids, I've never seen them come out of their shell like that before. This was probably the first time that anybody really valued what they were bringing to the table. And everything changes when people feel valued. Mm. How do we give that more? How do we, how do we light a spark so that we're not the only, not that we're the only ones doing it, but I really want to see more arts organizations making an effort to reach kids of all stripes, because that's who we're about to be. And we got to pay attention to the kids in this town. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for your answers there. And you're right, um, providing accessibility to especially kids who need it, who aren't getting it in other ways. What more important work is there? That's beautiful. So you are in the midst of hosting a really unique 10-week creative investigation to explore historic and cultural perspectives of Oklahoma City land and people. You've referenced it a couple times. It's called Yield, We Belong to the Land. And you are hosting free workshops featuring dance, music, theater, virtual art, and more at Oklahoma Contemporary, culminating in an interactive public performance at the end of May. Will you tell us more about the inspiration behind this project? We've already heard some of the benefits, but I'd love to hear about the planning portion. Sure. Um, last year during our pilot, Oklahoma Contemporary, which has uh, provided us with free rehearsal space, they're a magnificent organization uh, to help foster arts organizations and artists. Um, they 
commissioned us to respond to a uh, sculptural installation by uh, national international artist, Marin Hassinger. It's called Nature Sweet Nature, and you can actually see it in the sculpture garden outside at OCAC. And, um, you know, at the time we were like, sure, we can do, we're, we're great at improvisation. You put us anywhere, we will create an event based on whatever is around us. And we were like, yeah, we can do that, that's easy. Well, then that got coveted <laughs> and rescheduled for some time in the spring. And in the meantime, we formed a nonprofit in December. And um, I knew that I wanted uh, Jess to be more than half of this, to be involved in this. So I asked her to co-direct with me, which I'm really grateful um, always that she said yes. And, um, and, you know, we really started looking at what is a meaningful response? And we're looking also at our new mission and how does this forward our mission? You know, whereas before it would have been like, yeah, sure, we can do a thing. But this was like, okay, how do we really ground it in community? And Jess and I went through a whole lot of conversations and a lot of, um, a lot of creative work of like what this project could be. And I finally, after staying up way too many nights and writing too much. Um, I went out to the site and I looked at it and I was like, it's the ground that the sculptures are installed on. That's, that is the thing we all share. You know, what is, what is our relationship to nature? What is our relationship to the land? And we belong to the land is that, you know, iconic line in Oklahoma and well, okay, what does that mean? Let's look into that. And um, I honestly, because there have been so many rich, beautiful conversations between Jess and I and um, Oklahoma Contemporary, M Marie Casimir uh, at Oklahoma Contemporary, who's an extraordinary artist in her own right. Um, we had a great lot of conversations and I can't exactly remember the timeline of what happened when, but it just kept evolving into yield. We are the yield of the ground underneath us. Whose shoulders are we standing on? You know, what are the, what, what are the different layers, historical, cultural, social, ecological? What are all of the layers that we're actually standing on? Who are we as a community of Oklahoma City? And that's how the project was really born. Just take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's like, I mean, it's great hearing you uh, summarize, Nicole, because I also feel like it, like there was a lot of work involved. There were so many conversations involved. There was a lot of writing. There was a lot of thinking. Um, but it, in a way, sort of feels like a blur of <laughs> time <laughs> has gone by. Uh, because uh, we, we've been so focused on like, what does it mean to be in this process now conducting this kind of research? And I like to look at this, um, this project, this creative investigation as an investigation. Like we are gathering information from, from our community around us. Like we're gathering information from the people who belong to this land, you know, and um, we're inquiring in so many different ways, right? Like we had a panel discussion that had 
so many like beautiful voices and Nicole, I'll let you speak more on that. Um, she did a wonderful job like bringing people in and um, yeah, just having this, this really awesome conversation. And uh, yeah, so, so we've had, we've had those talking points from those talking points, Nicole and, and Tony T um, DJ Nemesis um, created a poem. And this is kind of like the base. This is like the backbone of, of how we're going to start to tear into like uh, what, what these, what the sense of belonging is for different people through these mediums. And so having the dance workshop and, and the music workshop, it, it really is, again, like we're creatively investigating this at this point. So I, I, I could talk about the background of it and, and sort of the research into that, but, it, but I really feel so focused on like, what, what are we making now? And like, what information are we uncovering? Um, I, I feel like I've heard conversation of uncovering you know, this, this um, connection to ancestors, what are, what are ancestors above and below? And like, what does it mean to carry generational weight? Um, what does it mean to um, carry cultural weight? What does it mean to let go of, of those weights? Um, so there's just been a lot of different conversations. What does it mean to have a seat at the table? There's so many different conversations that, that are happening um, that are just lovely and beautiful. And, and yeah, I think that kind of just speaks back to the point of art can make an impact in that sense of opening us up to being vulnerable and opening us up to emotion that like we may not have tapped into before. So, so yeah, um, I didn't really answer your question, but that's why. I mean, but in the dialogue, let me, let me jump back in here. You know, I can't stand it. Uh, not to, like once we see, once we yeah. get going. So, okay. So the idea of a collaborative poem came up because, you know, Oklahoma City is unlike any place else on earth. We are a collision of 39 tribes and so many different cultures coming together in one place that's really windy, you know, um, how do we get by? Who are we, you know? And um, so the idea of the panel came up and it was a huge panel. It was awesome. Oklahoma Humanities helped us, uh, helped fund uh, fees for the panelists. And this idea of really mixing the arts with the humanities, um, that's so important because what we do really is art as social practice. It's, mm -hmm. you know, yes, it's entertaining and it's fantastic, but it really is geared to try to make our community better in some way, to try to have some impact on our community. So the um, panelists that we had, my gosh, we had Dr. Bob Blackburn from the History Center uh, or Historical Society, Suzette Chang, who's a cultural anthropologist who with her partner, um, Dr. Alicia Oliver, have done a great lot of work on black towns in Oklahoma and work on black joy. Um, Dr. Henrietta Mann, who is a Cheyenne activist and educator, like Rolling Stone Magazine, Forbes nominated, like the whole thing. Um, Toon Nguyen, uh, who created the Asian Cultural District Association here in Oklahoma City. Adam Soltani from CARE Oklahoma, 
Gloria Torres from uh, Capitol Hill, Calle do Cinco, and, um, uh, and Pat Webb, who's an elder author and mindfulness expert. Mm -hmm. And everybody really got together to talk about, here's my perspective on the land of Oklahoma City. And it ran the gamut. And so everybody who was in the room with us, and it was over capacity, it was magnificent, um, a hugely beautiful, diverse crowd. And we asked everyone to write down on index cards things that they responded to or things they didn't feel like saying or, you know, et cetera. And we collected all of these into this huge, beautiful artist designed uh, idea box created by company member Balthazar. And um, we collected all of these cards and there were like 150 of them. And then Tony T, as Jess was saying, DJ Nemesis, um, he's a Kiowa Hispanic DJ, rapper, poet, educator. And um, he came over and we laid out all 150 cards and we thought, how are we gonna curate that into a poem? And we developed a very special way of doing that. Um, using what I'll call aleatoric principles of chance. <laughs> There's videos of that on our on our uh, Instagram at Sparklahoma, and um, so now we we have a six line poem. The first line, the dance workshop was dedicated to finding the fullest expression we could of that first line in our bodies. Then the next workshop is music, and we move on to the second line. How do we create that sonically and rhythmically? Then we move to the third line, which Sorry, will be- could you say that? No, Siri. Um, then we move to the third line, which will be theater. Then we move to the fourth line, which will be visual art. And then by the time people come to the final performance on May 26th, this big cumulative performance, we'll go through a journey together through all these artistic disciplines, all of these fabulous, amazing, powerful artists through the line of the poem created by the Oklahoma City community. And the final two lines of the poem will find expression of together as the gathered. Mm -hmm. And it's meant to be a living collage of who we are at this moment in time, at this moment in our lives in Oklahoma City. And we are yield, we belong to the land. So that's what we're up to. Oh my goodness, that is going to be a must-see event in May. <laughs> that is just beautiful. And, and again, with the interdisciplinary woven in, with the humanities woven, I mean, it's all connected. And you are really doing that as an organization. You're connecting these pieces for us all to see. Um, it's just lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I just feel like it's really important that we disrupt the systems that have been in place for a long time, but disrupt them delightfully, not as a threat, but as really creating space where none existed before. And I feel like it's important for kids to be able to see that you can have a meaningful career in the arts. Mm -hmm. It's important for artists to feel valued. We're the people who will help us reimagine our community to reimagine what our world could look like when we start having seats at the table, that's when you're gonna see some really innovative change. Um, you know, it's especially after three years of having no gigs and no income, it's very important for artists to be paid living wages. 
And, you know, finally, I think it's important for kids and artists and the community to see a real example of the fact that if you look around and don't see what you want, you have the power to create it. And I feel like that's, that's another example that I really hope we'll be providing to people. You want to change something, you want to create something, do it. And hopefully, Spark will be the type of organization that can help you move forward in that. I'd love you to say more in that regard, I'd, um, because I'd love to hear how you're anticipating our community changing after seeing what you have to offer and taking part in these workshops and what you hope they learn in the process. So please keep going and dive into that a little bit more. Well, let me put on my beret. Hang on. Um, well, I, uh, okay, so a city can either be a metropolitan city that just has a lot of people living in it, you know, with a lot of different bedroom communities, or it can be a cosmopolitan city where you have access anywhere you go to see people from other cultures doing their own thing or working with other people. We learn more about our own culture when we're actively engaging with other cultures. That's how we learn and grow. We learn more about ourselves when we speak to people who are different than us and kind of get outside of our echo chamber. You know, what I hope to see, I can't wait to see young artists who watch us and go, you know, when I create my version of that, it's going to be so much better. I can't wait for them to go do that. You know, I can't wait to see what that looks like. I can't, I, I know the power and Jess and I know the power and hopefully everybody will know this soon. And you're invited, come in, come watch. Um, when you're in the room and you're watching people from so many different backgrounds and, and skill levels and disciplines interact with each other in absolute equity with each one another, it changes things. You suddenly have a creative lab. You suddenly have an environment where ideas burgeon. And I, I mean, I've, I've had so many artists and community members call me now after workshops and go, I, I don't know what you've done to my brain, but I went home and I just reimagined how I wanna do blah, you know, how I wanna teach my kids, or this is what I wanna do to start a business. It, suddenly the, the, the world that you've been operating in feels larger and you don't feel intimidated by or fearful by the unknown and what you're not doing. You feel like, oh, there are more possibilities out there. That's what we're hoping for. And you know, already Oklahoma City is fantastic. It is on fire seeing you know, seeing the Northeast Renaissance and everything that is going on on the East side is absolutely stunning. Seeing all of the new restaurants and gosh, everything. Like, I feel like overnight we glowed up real fast and that's really cool. There are still some gaps. There are still, there's no, really no support for individual artists in Oklahoma City. I wanna see that change. I've created a scholarship fund that allowed artists to travel that's really easy to do. I really hope that the community will start to see and understand the value of artists, the fact that we are part of the creative economy that helps make Oklahoma City a cosmopolitan, fabulous place to live. And what would it look like? What could it look like 
if all of our creatives, all of our cultural workers felt the amount of value that is reflected in our presence in everyone's everyday lives. You cannot pick up a phone without either looking at some kind of artistic content or knowing that a creative has had their hands on designing it. You know, everywhere we look, a creative has been there to make zhuzh that up a little bit. Um, and yeah, I, I can keep going, but you want to stop me or jump I, in? Or... I would, I would love to jump in uh, yeah. just, just really quickly. Um, yeah, I think um, just to kind of bounce off uh, some of the points that you made, Nicole, but I think one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is seeing the new ideas that emerge, right? Like, again, uh, when you're in an artistic environment, when you're submerged almost in, in artistry, I feel like it stirs these different these different things inside of you. We already talked about emotion. We talked about imagination. And like, what does it mean to carry that forward? What does it mean to move that forward? Um, I, yeah, so I'm excited to see what ideas come out of this. I'm excited to see. And, and the ideas don't even have to be limited to, you know, artistic process and artistic creation. It can be an idea for a new building. It can be an idea for a new program. It can be an idea for a new festival. Um, I'm really eager to see the expansion of ideas in our community. Um, so that's something that I think that people are gonna take away from these workshops and, and this whole process. Um, and, and, I'm, and I'm hopeful and, and eager to see people reconnect um, so that's also something that I'm I'm really looking forward to. What does it mean to go go grab lunch with somebody that like you you don't really know that that much about like that that works in a different you know genre that that you work in like what does it mean to you know go to somebody's concert like what does it mean to like you saw the the cellist perform right or you saw the the percussionist perform and they invite you out to you know, another performance. What does it mean to go to that and engage in conversation? Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm really eager to see community expand. I'm eager to see um, people begin new dialogues, to try new things. And I'm excited to see uh, what ideas come out of this. Beautiful, thank you so much, you too. So what is next for Spark Creative Lab? I'd love to hear about your vision for the future of the organization and how our community can get involved in supporting you. Awesome, thank you. Um, what's next is honestly, it's a giant scavenger hunt um, of you know what, what we began as and what we're evolving into are two totally different things, or not totally different, but so expanded in the space of a year. Um, I know that we will carry on doing large community-based projects probably once a year that involves the humanities in some regard. Um, I am looking to bring in, um, I lived in, I'm born and raised in Oklahoma City, but I skedaddled off uh, right after college and I spent 20 some odd years in New York and in Europe working with artists from 34 countries. And every single one of them wants to see Oklahoma. So, okay, great. How can we begin to bring artists from all of these different disciplines and backgrounds 
and countries into Oklahoma City and provide workshops and professional development for the artists who are in Spark, but also delight for our community. How can we begin to work with schools to develop that curriculum that I talked about? Um, how can we create professional development for artists? I taught um, artists as entrepreneurship at UNCSA. How can we begin to open that up so that every artist can learn how to be a self-sustaining entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how can we increase dialogue between artists to begin to address more specific and targeted community needs? For example, you know, if uh, I know a couple of our company members live in food deserts. Okay, if we were able to give you a pocket of money to develop a program that would bring awareness to these issues in your community, what would that look like? How could we develop that? And really empowering the artists in the company to produce work that benefits directly their community. Um, Beyond that, like big crazy dreams. Yeah, I wanna see us tour to Europe. I've got plenty of contacts over there. Yeah, what would it be like to have a whole bunch of Okies in red jumpsuits descend on Paris? I want to know what that's like. And that may, you know, but, you know, it's my job to swing for the, it's my job to swing for the fences and to figure out how to budget for it. So um, primarily, it's all about trying to make love cool again. And how do we make those factors right so that that can't help but happen? And, um, and it's the strength of our community and the strength of our artists. And if people want to contribute, yay, absolutely. Um, every artist is paid $25 an hour for rehearsals and $125 each for performances. Jumpsuits are around $50. There are a lot of different giving levels. And I guarantee that, um, yeah, every dollar goes to work for an artist. And they can find us at sparklahoma.org uh, on Facebook at Sparklahoma, Instagram, Sparklahoma. Uh, we're not on TikTok yet, but we're getting there. And, um, and yeah, I hope people will show up. If you've got an idea, drop us a line. If you, if you have a relative who's in assisted living and you're like, you know what would be great? drop us a line. We really want to hear about, you know, what are the things that are affecting you? What are things you wish would happen? We can't come up with all the ideas. Come on, give us some. So hopefully, um, I'm very hopeful and looking forward to the community really being a part of our growth. Jessica, what do you have to add? Awesome. I just want to um, piggyback off of what Nicole was saying and and just kind of reiterate that um, we are looking to the community to help us grow and expand and to help our reach. And I think like if any of the ideas that Nicole, um, you know, mentioned or talked about, if you feel passionate about any of those things and you're like, I have a skill set that I might be able to apply to this, like, and, and that may be some, some kind of art or it may be like administration. It may be development. It may be, you know, um, treasury or something. I, I don't know, but, um, it may be project management. So (laughs) I think also, um, yeah, if anything, you know, resonates with you as a listener, 
feel free to reach out, feel free to drop ideas in, in our hat, in our beautiful idea box uh, created by our company member, Balthazar. Um, yeah, because we're, we're just really excited to be here. We're excited to expand. We're excited to grow. But mainly we're excited to make an impact. And I think that's really important to, to each of us that are part of Spark Creative Lab. Um, so yeah, extending the invitation is what we're doing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, Jess. Thank you. I, you know, from board members to volunteers, community liaisons, we really want to work with our new Afghan neighbors. We want to work with people who are in vulnerable communities. Um, how do we really begin to partner with, with organizations that are helping those communities? You know, it, if you are involved with one of those, please let us know. We're, we're open for ideas. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Nicole and Jessica. This has been inspirational. It has been energy inducing. I feel just more energized listening to all your projects and all you've got coming up and, and thinking deeper too. Um, just thank you so much for your wisdom and enthusiasm for the arts. It's so needed. And for our listeners, you can find out more about Spark Creative Lab at sparklahoma.org. Thank you everyone for listening and join us next time on Raising OKC Kids. Thank, Thank you. So <laughs>